Well, the church is the army of the Lord. And that's why we cannot afford to have divisions. Amen. The pastor is your commander in chief. <laughs> that's my duty. That's my calling. So whenever I tell you to do something, it's not all I can choose whether I should follow or not. The army, if you want to win the battles, you need to listen to the commander-in-chief. It's the same that I need to listen to my commander-in-chief. Amen. So a church that marches together is a church that will walk in victories together. Can we say amen? Hallelujah. It's not easy for me to say it, so it's like I'm boasting, but I'm not. You know, I'm speaking all this to you from my heart. A church is a united place. So please do listen to the Kingdom Warriors' essential cause, lesson number two, my mother, my home church. My home church. It's very important. It's very, very powerful. Amen. I wasn't saying that you cannot listen to other teachings on YouTube or from other churches. But they should be your supplement. Your pastor is sent to you from God. Sent to you from God. That's what I believe in. Amen. And so you should take and treasure what God has given you personally, very much to your heart. Because there is a tendency for this generation to walk away from what we have and to go chase after what we don't have. Just like our kids, not loving a home-cooked meal and going to restaurants and junk food. But that's not God's order. We need to follow the order of the Lord and not follow the order of the world. And in the order of the Lord, there is no such a thing called generational gap. In the order of the Lord is one generation to the next shall praise him. Amen. Have you got this? If you do, say amen. If you have, say amen. So we'll continue with the lesson from last Sunday. Wisdom 2. A pure heart and a right spirit. A pure heart and a right spirit. Now please understand that knowledge is vital. We must acquire knowledge and that's how we overcome ignorance. The God that you and I serve, he is a very, very intelligent, a very, very wise God. And he doesn't really enjoy the company of fools, the company of those that are ignorant. And that's why he has given us the Holy Spirit, the counselor, the spirit of truth to teach us the truth, to give us knowledge. So we must overcome knowledge with, we, sorry, we must overcome ignorance with knowledge. It's very important. And if you want revelations, amen, then you must have knowledge. If you want victories in your life, then you must have revelations. Revelations bring manifestations. Knowledge conquers ignorance. So it's very, very important that we understand this. And if any of you is suffering from sickness and disease of whatever form, whatever shape, if you need healing, don't be so passive in your knowledge of healing. If you need provision, don't be so passive in your knowledge of provision. Don't just read your Bible once a day. You need to get into the topic that you need most. If you need healing, you need to study and understand healing. If you want divine health, you need to study and understand divine health. You need to go into the series on healing. You need to go into the teaching series on health and healing. And soak yourself in those teachings. It's just like if there's a stain on my shirt, what do I need to do? I need to soak it. I can't just wait and see maybe God will clean my shirt. No. You get healing from the words of healing. You get health from the teachings of health. 
when I got the revelation of health, I went to the most ex- most famous pastor in Australia. He was so famous then. And he didn't believe in health. He did not believe in divine health. He didn't even believe in healing. Though he worked and moved in signs and wonders and miracles. But God had already given me that revelation. And no one, not even a famous preacher, could take that away from me. Amen. It's very, very important. And when you are listening to a sermon, you are not doing your religious duty. When you're listening to a sermon, whoever is giving you the sermon, whether you're listening to a sermon on YouTube, whether you're reading a book, look for revelation. Listen, listen for revelation. Look for knowledge. And when revelations and knowledge come, when they come, grab them. Grab them like treasures, like gold and silver. That's what sermons are about. Go with me now to Psalm 51 verse 10. Psalm 51 verse 10. Sermons come from the heart of God. It's not the opinions of men. It's no good to you if I'm giving you my opinions. What you need would be divine knowledge. And with divine knowledge comes revelation. Okay? It's so important that we understand it. Today, we're giving, we are getting more and more understanding to do with wisdom. Everybody wants to be wise. How many of you want to be wise? Raise your hands. Everybody wants to be wise, but you need to know what wisdom is in order that you can be wise. It's like if you're catching a fly, you need to know the look of the butterflies. You know, there are so many butterflies. You know, some are yellow, some are black, some are blue, some are white. You need to know which butterfly you are catching. And you catch the butterfly that you want. It's so, so important. So if you're catching wisdom, then you need to recognize wisdom when wisdom comes. You need to know the look of wisdom, the sound of wisdom, the features of wisdom. How many of you know what I'm talking about? You might have listened to somebody's voice, but you have never met the person. And when you have never met the person, you won't even know when that person shows up and he or she is not talking. So we need to recognize the features of wisdom. We need to know the look of wisdom. If you look at Psalm 51 verse 10, this is coming from David. After his fall, after his fall with Bathsheba, what did he say? Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. This is David's wholehearted repentance. Now from this you can see how how high God lifts repentance. God lifts up repentance very highly. God highly values repentance. As soon as David got into the spirit of repentance, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. He got this spirit of repentance. He got the revelation that a person's spirit attracts Similar spirits. That's why he prayed, renew a right spirit within me. Your spirit attracts similar spirits. It's what the world calls birds of the same feather flock together. A spirit of faith will attract the spirits of faith. A spirit of holiness will attract the spirits of sanctification. A spirit that believes God for healing will attract the healing virtues. It is very, very important that we understand that. So David prayed wholeheartedly for the right spirit to be in him. 
Not a carnal spirit. Not a worldly spirit. Not taking God lightly. And so, as an Old Testament saint, what did he get? He got a New Testament blessing. What did he get? A clean heart. A renewed heart. He got the blessing of the new creatures in Christ Jesus, which actually belong to the New Testament church. How many of you know what I'm talking about? A new heart and a new spirit belong to the New Testament church, belong to us who are born again. How many of you are born again? Lift up your hands. So once you're born again, what do you have? A clean heart and a right spirit. But David got that because he lay hold, he got hold of the revelation. Amen. And as a result of that, what was his reward? He was listed in the genealogy of Jesus. David, an Old Testament saint, crossed the, the line of chronology and lay hold of a New Testament blessing. And then his name was listed in the genealogy of Jesus. Matthew chapter 1 verse 1. The book of the generation of Jesus Christ, the son of David. Do you get that? Praise the Lord. If you desire wisdom, it's vital. It is your responsibility. It is your discipline that you cherish, you treasure, and guard your heart. It's so, so important. It is our part to do it. It is our discipline. God cannot do it for you, and God will not do it for you. It is our discipline to treasure, to cherish, and to guard the sanctity of our hearts through the word and the Holy Spirit. Well, somebody might have offended you, but that is not important compared to the sanctity of your heart. Somebody might have upset you, but it's not as important as how right your spirit is. Remember last Sunday, we talked about the wisdom, is it from the heart or from the brain? What's the answer? From the heart. Does wisdom come from struggles or come from grace? From grace. Yes. So we answered the two questions last Sunday. Now let me ask you this additional question. Does wisdom, I'm talking about divine wisdom. Does divine wisdom exalt God or exalt men? So God, I want you to understand the power of interpretation. We may have the same scripture, but then we come up with different interpretations. Isn't that right? So the question is, which interpretation is right? Who is right and who is wrong? It goes back to a clean heart and a right spirit. Your clean heart and your right spirit determines your interpretation of the scripture. When your heart is clean and your spirit is right, your interpretation will align with God and your interpretation will be correct and exact. That's why Jesus said with all, very important, Jesus said, guard your heart. For out of it flows the issues of life. So your heart is where heaven gives you interpretation, leading, and guidance. Now go with me to Job chapter 28. Job 28. When we talk about wisdom, we're not talking about doing an MBA. We're not talking about doing a doctorate. If you look at Job chapter 28 verse 12. Job 28 verse 12. Where shall wisdom be found? And where is the place of understanding? Where? Well, man knows not the prize thereof, neither is it found in the land of the living. 
The depth says, it is not in me. The sea says, it is not with me. It cannot be gotten for gold. Neither shall silver be weighed for the price thereof. So we're talking about the wisdom that is above the realm of men. Above the natural realm. Above the reach of men. And we're talking about the prize of wisdom, which is above money, above silver and gold, above the world's way of exchange. We are talking about divine, heavenly, supernatural, perfect, glorious, practical, daily, operational wisdom. We're talking about the wisdom that gives you favor with God and favor with men. We're talking about the wisdom that gives you grace, abundant grace. We're talking about the wisdom that gives you divine guidance that never fails. We're talking about the wisdom that gives you open doors when try, when the devil try to shut them against you. We're talking about the wisdom that teaches you how to live a successful life in the sight of God. We're talking about the wisdom that puts you on top. At the scale. Amen. At any scale. The wisdom that puts you on top. We are talking about the wisdom that runs away devils for you. The wisdom that destroys all the traps and the attacks of the enemy. We are talking about the wisdom that gives you health and healing without medication, no surgery. We are talking about the wisdom that gives you divine heavenly provision and prosperity. We're talking about the wisdom that gives you, amen, heartfelt satisfaction and achievement. The wisdom that gives you generational blessings, protection, and preservation. To top it all, we're talking about the wisdom that gives you eternal life, everlasting joy, and the peace forever and ever, both in this world and in the world to come. That's the wisdom we're talking about this morning. Now go with me to Proverbs chapter 3, verse 19. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 19. Now this wisdom is so powerful that God, the almighty God himself used it. This wisdom is so powerful that God, the creator God, used it and is still using it. The Lord, by wisdom, hath founded the earth. We are talking about with all the vegetations. We are talking about with all the creatures that live on the earth. By understanding, has he established the heavens. We are talking about all the stars and the planets in heaven. We are talking about solar energy. We're talking about hydraulic power. We're talking about the wisdom that created your human body. We're talking about the wisdom that created all the organs on the inside of our bodies. Wisdom, the wisdom that's more powerful than any computer. More powerful than any technology. More powerful than the robots. That's why, you know, as far as I'm concerned, people are more powerful than robots. Our God-given wisdom is more powerful than AI. The devil tries to conquer the human race, but there is no chance. Why? Because we are made in the image of God. Because we have the wisdom of God given to us. Say to the person next to you, I have The wisdom of God given to me. Amen. So God is saying, go with me to Proverbs chapter 4 verse 5. Proverbs chapter 4 verse 5. Now when you read your Bible, it's good to hide like them in different colors. Now because your Bible can be divided into instructions, understanding, revelation. So this is an instruction. The Holy Spirit is telling us, now if you want wisdom, you must follow the instructions. Because God is our commander in chief. 
And if you want his results, then you need to follow his instructions. He's not just joking. He's not making a suggestion. He's giving instructions. If you read Proverbs, read the whole book of Proverbs, especially chapter 1 to 3, you see this word instruction, 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 and instruction. So if you read this, this is an instruction. Get wisdom, get understanding. This is an instruction. Forget it not. Get wisdom, get understanding, forget it not. Now go to verse 4, the same chapter, verse 4. The same chapter, verse 4. Verse 4, can we have verse 4 please? Verse 4. Wisdom, the same chapter, verse 4. Oh, sorry, uh, verse 7, sorry, verse 7. The same chapter, verse 7. Wisdom is the principal thing, therefore what? Read it together with me. Get wisdom. And with all you're getting, what? Get understanding. So God is telling us, get it. Yes, it is above the realm of men. It is above the natural realm. But God says, I've given it to the born again believers. I've given it to the saints. Now you go get it. Do you get it? Do you get it? It's above heaven. It's above, heaven is above earth. This wisdom is above the earth. It's above the, re- the reach of ordinary men. But God said, I've made a way for you. Now get it. Get it. Amen. I want you to read this again. I want you to read Verse 7, chapter 4, verse 7, again. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And with all you're getting, get understanding. So you have two parts. Get wisdom, get understanding. Two parts. Get wisdom, get understanding. And can I ask you, what's the order? Wisdom first or understanding first? One more time, what's the order? Wisdom. I want you to notice all through the Bible, over 50 scriptures. Wisdom and understanding, they are listed in that order. Wisdom first. And then understanding. How many of you know that the human wisdom is of a different order? The human wisdom is you get understanding first and then you get wisdom. That's why they have to read. You know, that's why all the medical students, they have to study for so long. So they get the understanding in order that they can be wise and operate you. You know, when you're on the surgical table or when you go to the clinic. Because they have together accumulate all the knowledge and understanding in order that they can walk in wisdom. But God's way is different. The order is wisdom, then comes understanding. Why is that so? Because wisdom has to be given to us first from God, from heaven. It's just like the sun has to shine on us in order that we can see. Wisdom is the light from heaven. And when the light is on, you see all the intricacies. You see the operations. You see the methods. You see the rationale. You see the connections. You get the understanding. So God's order is you humble yourself. You have a clean heart. You have a right spirit. Wisdom comes, and with the wisdom comes knowledge and understanding. That's the way that God protects his wisdom. How many of you have got it? When it comes to spiritual knowledge, listen to me. When it comes to spiritual knowledge, how many of you want spiritual knowledge? How many of you want spiritual intelligence? Yes. So when it comes to spiritual knowledge, divine wisdom and understanding, listen to me, the more you have, the more you exercise them and use them, the more you will grow in them. 
listen to me, the rich does get richer. The poor do get poorer. More will be given. More will be given. More will be given. When you have, more will be given to you. You use what you have, more will be given to you. You give away what you have, you share what you have, more will be given to you. How many of you have got this? That's why I don't ever stop serving. Don't ever stop serving. Don't ever stop giving. This is a spiritual principle. The rich get richer. The wise get wiser. Say to the person next to you, the rich do get richer. The wise do get wiser. Well, you ask me, Pastor Dora, are you sure about this? Yes. Go to Matthew chapter 13, verse 12. Matthew 13, verse 12. Who is talking? Jesus. For whosoever has, to him shall be given, and he shall have more abundance. You can read the rest of the verse yourself. So who is the one to decide how much you have? Me. I want healing. You need to know more about healing. I want divine health. You need to know more about divine health. I want God's provision. You can't afford just sit there and wait for God's provision. You must get into the scriptures on provision. You want healing. You get into the scriptures on healing. I've sent you that video from Dudy Austin. He got cancer. The doctor said there's no way she could survive. She got into the scriptures. She was confessing the scriptures. Understanding the scriptures. She posted the scriptures on the wall. Everywhere she was, she would read scriptures. She could see scriptures. Scriptures would be talking to her. She's soaking herself in the word of God. And with that soaking, remember, you attract similar spirits. And because you believe in healing, because you cherish healing, healing will be drawn and attracted to you. God is not stupid. That's the way he protects his power. He, he said, don't throw your pearls before the swine. So he won't. God gives himself to those who treasure him. So you get into healing. You read healing scriptures. You get into divine health. You read divine health scriptures. You get into provision. You study provision scriptures. You get to know how God provides. You get to know how surely God doth provide. And that strong spirit attracts, attracts and draws, attracts and draws God's provision to you. Amen. Don't forever be chasing after learning and yet never maturing. Don't be just chasing after, you know, a preacher after another preacher. Chasing after miracle after miracle. But don't ever mature. I know that there are Christians, they would always be going to a conference, another conference, another conference, and another conference. It's good when you're new. That's how you start. But you have to stop sometime and get into the word yourself. Amen. It's so important. It's so important that you know where God has placed you and then you continue to grow therein. Amen. Amen. Don't ever stop maturing, bearing fruit and serving. Say to the person next to you, I'm maturing. I'm bearing fruit. I'm serving. There has to be a time when you stop chasing after people for prayers. 
There has to be a time that you know and you're confident that you pray and you receive. Can we say amen? Hallelujah. It's so, so important. Amen. Don't forever be building a foundation and then pulling it down. How many of you love gardening? Lift up your hands. Would you plant something and then pull it out and then plant it somewhere again and pull it out and then plant somewhere again and pull it out? Will you? No. What will happen to the plant? It will die. Roots are more important than what you can see above the ground. Every child of God, you must have roots. You must grow your roots. You must be planted and rooted in order that you can bear fruit. Can we say amen? Go with me to Proverbs chapter 10, verse 13. And that's why God has called me. My calling is to be a teacher. My calling is to grow up the Christians. That's my calling. Okay? It's very important that we love to grow. So if you look at Proverbs chapter 10, verse 13. In the lips of him that has understanding. Notice the word lips. That has understanding. What is found? Wisdom is found. Now, this is one of the three scriptures that list understanding before wisdom. The rest of the 51 scriptures list wisdom before understanding. In the lips of him that has understanding, wisdom is found. Why is it listed the other way? Because it's talking about the man who has wisdom. This is the manward side. This is not about the Godward side. And that's why it's understanding before wisdom. Because the more wisdom you have, the more understanding you receive. And the more understanding you receive, the more wisdom is given to you. And the more wisdom is given to you, the more, wis- the, un- the more understanding you have. And the more understanding you have, the more wisdom is given to you. And that's how you grow. And that's how you multiply. And then if you continue with that, Uh, Into verse 23. A man of understanding has wisdom. A man of understanding has wisdom. So what, what is the Holy Spirit telling us? Write it down if you can. Wisdom is the operation. Wisdom is the operation. Understanding is the way. What am I talking about? Okay, so for example, if you're taking a train, and under the train you have the track, okay? So understanding is the track. The train is wisdom. The train is what has all the engine and the power to take you to where you want to go. But the track is the way that the train can move on. How many of you know what I'm talking about? Yes. As I continue, you will understand better. So what's happening is that with understanding given to us, we are not following a formula blindly. Understanding explains the way to you. Understanding gives you the know-hows, the ins and the outs. We have to understand a lot of Christians, they are just waiting. You know, God do this for me. God give me this. Heaven is not a welfare state. How many of us have got it? Heaven is not a welfare state. You don't just sit there and God give me, God give me, God give me. That's not how God works. Okay. We are not waiting for God to hand out to us, but ask to receive, seek to find, knock to have an open door. Do you get this? You don't just sit there, give me. No, you ask to receive, you seek to find, you knock. To have an open door. So God is very much into our proactivity. God wants you to be very, very proactive. Ask yourself, what are you doing with your talents? Ask yourself, 
What are you doing with what has been given to you? What are you doing with what has been given to you? Can we say amen? Hallelujah. God is not far from us. Is God very far from you? Is God very far from you? No, God is with you. The Holy Spirit is in you. And Jesus is for you. Jesus, he's the sin bearer. Even after you have committed your sin, I mean, come on, they do ministry in prison, in jail. Those who have committed serious crimes, rape, murder, robbery. Even when you have committed sin, Jesus is still for you. He's not against you. He does not enjoy condemning you. He does not enjoy making you guilty. Conviction is different from condemnation. If you just keep on condemning yourself and just live the rest of your Christian life in guilt, it's not going to do you any good. It's not going to give you more grace, no favor. Guilt is man's way. Guilt is man's way so that you sort of compensate. I've done wrong. At least I'm feeling guilty now. How many of you know what I'm talking about? How many of you have, you know what I'm talking about? You've done something wrong. You know, at least I'm feeling guilty, punishing myself. But that's not God's way of doing things. He doesn't want you to punish yourself and stay guilty. He wants you to get rid of the sin and get up and live a good life. Can we say amen? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Come on, give the Lord a big hand of praise. Amen. That's why Jesus is your sin bearer. He's your sin bearer. So ask yourself, what am I doing with the blood? If I stay guilty, I stay condemning myself. I'm telling Jesus that his sacrifice is no good. It's not good enough for me. How many of you know what I'm talking about? Amen. Hallelujah. And that goes the same way if you're always criticizing everybody. Judging and criticizing everybody. You're saying that the blood of Jesus is not working. So get rid of that critical spirit. Say to yourself, get rid of that critical spirit. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Go to Proverbs chapter 2, verse 6. Proverbs chapter 2, verse 6. Amen. For the Lord gives wisdom. So who gives wisdom? The Lord. The Lord gives wisdom. Out of his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. So that means you won't get any wisdom not until you call Jesus your Lord. Not until you answer to the commander in chief. Because he is your Lord. And out of his mouth comes wisdom. Come, out of his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. When we talk about knowledge, understanding, when we talk about wisdom, we're talking about rhema. Rhema is the word that jumps and talks to you. When you're reading the Bible, there are scriptures, there are words that jump out of the page and talk to you. How many of you have experienced that? Amen. That's rhema. Rhema is divine wisdom. Rhema is divine wisdom. It's called rhema because rhema comes with the power to manifest itself. Remember the scripture that says, my word will never return unto me void, but accomplish what it please and achieve the purpose for which it is sent. That's rhema. So when I believe God for Healing. And I'm studying healing scriptures. Rhema comes to me. By his stripes, you are healed. That word speaks to me. And as that word speaks to me, healing manifests. When you read the scripture, I am Jehovah Jireh. I am your Lord who provides for you. And that word jumps, jumps out and talks to you. That's rhema. And with that rhema, the power to provide is released and miracles come. Healing miracles come. Manifestations come. 
Amen. So it's very important that we understand that. So for example, the scripture that says, when you stand praying, forgive. And suddenly that word forgive talks to you. Oh, oh, I get it. I should forget. I should forgive. Forgive and forget. Forgive and forget. I'm blocking my own channels of supply. What is that? Rhema. What is that? Rhema. Amen. Lift up your hands for Rhema. Say Rhema, Lord. More Rhema. More wisdom. Amen. Glory be to God. Amen. If you look at Job 28 verse 23. Is that okay, everybody? Not too difficult? Okay. Job 28 verse 23. Job 28 verse 23. Now, this is a very powerful scripture. God understands the way thereof and he knows the place thereof. There is the way and there is the place. What did Jesus call himself? He said, I am the way, the truth, and three vital ingredients. The way, the truth, and the life. So if you look at the way, look at the way. God understands the way thereof and he knows the place, or you can say the position thereof. Now go to verse 28, the same chapter, verse 28. Unto man he said, Behold, look, the fear of the Lord that is wisdom, and to depart from evil is understanding. So what is it saying? What is God saying? The fear of the Lord is the way. Like the track that the train goes by. The fear of the Lord is the way. To depart from evil is the place. So you stand in that place of sanctification. You stand in that place of separation. What do you get? Understanding. And you go all the way from earth to heaven. What is the way? The reverential, worshipful fear of God is the beginning of all wisdom. So you have the fear of the Lord all the way taking you from earth to heaven. And you have the place of holiness that you stand in and you never depart from it. Amen. To know God is like getting to know a person. And if I want to know a person, I need to, I need to come closer. When I'm far away from you, I don't see the wrinkles. <laughs> but when I get closer, I see the wrinkles. When I'm far away from you, I don't get to see your features very well. But when I come closer, I get to know your features. There are too many Christians because they don't study their Bible in depth. Because they don't study the Bible in depth, they've heard about healing. They've heard about healing. They've heard about divine prosperity. They've heard about this. They've heard about generational blessing, but they are not walking in it. They are not walking in it. Why? Because they have not come closer to God to study him. They have not come closer to God to hear him personally. To be closer to him in proximity and intimacy. Because God is the word. You need to know him. I've heard about praying in tongues. But not until I pray in tongues. Not until I pray in tongues. I don't know what praying in tongues is. Not until I get revelation from praying in tongues. I don't really know what praying in tongues is. Not until I get miracles from praying in tongues, I don't really know enough about praying in tongues. So there is a depth. Ezekiel 47, you have to walk deeper so that your walk with God is not just ankle deep. It's not just knee deep. It's not just loin deep because when you can still make your decisions, but then you become carried, 
overwhelmed by the goodness of the Lord, the guidance of the Holy Spirit, the instructions of God, the atmosphere for miracles. How many of you know what I'm talking about? The power and the transformation comes from the inside. You are no longer affected, moved, and offended by what's happening around you. It's not your environment that moves you, but it's the Holy Spirit on the inside that blesses you. You are now, indeed, more than a conqueror. More than an overcomer. A conqueror just fights his enemy on the outside. That's why the Bible calls you more than a conqueror. Because it's not just your weapons and your physical strength on the outside, but it's what's on you on the inside. What's in you on the inside. That's overcoming. Overcoming. Overcoming what's around you. And that's what has made you more than a conqueror, more than an overcomer. How many of you know what I'm talking about? Amen. The Bible talks about the path of life, the path of the just, every good path, the path of your commandments, the way of the good, the way of the truth. Not facts, not circumstances, not the opinions of men, not the trends of the world. Not the swing of the trench. The Bible says, God's ways are the ways of pleasantness, the ways of peace. So you have a joy unspeakable on the inside of you, not due to what is happening around you. Go with me to Proverbs chapter 4, verse 18. How do I know that I'm walking in wisdom? Here's how you know. But the path of the just is as the shining light that shines more and more unto the perfect day. How do I know that I'm walking in wisdom? I'm getting better and better with my character, with my personality. I'm maturing. I'm finding it easier and easier to forgive and forget. I'm finding it easier and easier to believe God for healing. I'm moving more and more in the healing power of God. I'm getting less sick. I don't get sick that often. I am moving more in health and healing. More doors have been opened unto me. I'm getting out of poverty. I'm not as poor as before. Now, please know this very, very carefully. There are religious Christians that think the poorer you are, the more spiritual you are. That's a heap of junk and lies from the devil himself. Do you know why? The devil doesn't want you to have power and money is power. You may not think so, but this is a fact. In the world, money is power. You need money to do what God wants you to do. You need money even to buy a plane ticket. Isn't that right? And that's why the devil wants you to believe in poverty. Because if the sinks believe in poverty, you get what you believe in. You believe in poverty, that's what you get. You believe in sickness, that's what you get. You, you don't believe in tongues, that's what you get. That's why knowledge is so important. Knowledge overcomes ignorance. Knowledge overcomes ignorance. Revelations bring manifestations. So you get into the knowledge of Healing. You get into the knowledge of deliverance. You get into the knowledge of prosperity. Revelation comes. Manifestations come. Divine prosperity start operating in your life. Start operating in your business. The Holy Spirit starts teaching you how to run your business. You can become very, very prosperous even when you're just a cleaner to start with. How many of you know what I'm talking about? So don't say no to prosperity and don't say no to health and healing. Can we say amen? 
You get what you believe in. You get, listen to me, you get what you welcome. You welcome wisdom, wisdom comes. You welcome prosperity, prosperity comes. You welcome sickness, sickness comes. You welcome poverty, poverty comes. Remember I told you just now, spirits are attracted to you. The spirits that are similar to you will be attracted to you. So, let's say this together. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. It's so important, okay? Let's look at Proverbs Chapter 4, verse 26, Proverbs 4, 26. Ponder the path of your feet and let all your ways be established. Check. If you're driving a boat, if you're driving a car, like we always look at the signpost, right? To make sure that we are on track. What about the journey of life? How many of you have heard of a drifting problem? Without you knowing it, you're drifting away. Having an off-course problem. So it's so important. Let me ask you, is this an instruction? Is this an instruction? Yes. Ponder the path of your feet. Let all your ways be established. What does that mean? That means I'm not the one making it happen. God will establish it for me. God will make it good for me. Amen. I do not despise the days of small beginnings. I would rather spend time establishing the foundation. Let the foundation be good, be strong. Amen. Hallelujah. I want my life to be established. Can we say amen? Amen. The Holy Spirit is leading you. He's teaching you. He's instructing you. Praise the Lord. Go to Proverbs chapter 3 verse 6. How do we do that? How do we have wisdom working in our lives? How do I invite the Holy Spirit? Proverbs chapter 3, verse 6. In all your ways, acknowledge Him, and He shall direct your paths. The other day, Sunny and I, we had a little bit of, you know, disagreement. I was very angry. I was very upset. And I was going, You know, it's like putting my gun against him. And he was putting his gun against me. And the Holy Spirit on the inside of me is like the red, like, I said, okay, 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 okay. I didn't want to, but the Holy Spirit was on the inside of me, on the inside of me, on the inside of me, like a volcano. And I said, sorry, Sonny, I was too unfriendly just now. Sorry, I was too loud. I was, you know, what I'm talking about, ponder. Ponder the path of your feet in all your ways. Acknowledge him. You may think that it's a small deal, but no, it's not small. In God's eyes, it's not small. How many of you have found it very hard to say sorry? But how many of you know that saying sorry means a big deal to God? Means a big deal to our walk with God. He gives grace to the, one more time, he gives grace to the humble. And saying sorry, honestly, is a practical way to humble ourselves. Can we say amen? Hallelujah. So can I finish with this? We have the beginning and the end. We're talking about this life journey. We didn't have any control over our birth. How many of you had control over your birth? No, you know, we got born, that's it. And then towards the end, when we're moving towards heaven, you know, the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the angel is the one to take us there. So we are actually the one in charge of between the beginning and the end. We are the one. We are the ones who are in charge of the journey or the process. Come on, say with me, process. One more time, process. The process is your life. Your, your name will be recorded in heaven with glory when you do this process 
with the Holy Spirit. I'm talking about even to the teenagers, the young people. Don't just think, I'm going to do that. That's my career I want to do. Wait on the Lord. Because he knows you much better than you know yourself. And he has given you talents that you have on the inside, which you may not even have explored. So these are the points. Can I, can I ask you to four points? Number one, discern. Say with me, discern. Discern. Discern the pattern of the wicked. The Bible calls it the path of the wicked, the way of evil, the path of darkness, the ways of death. You must be able to discern the presence of demons, though they camouflage. And they may appear to be like your thoughts, but they are not your thoughts. Discern. Proverbs 14 verse 12 repeated in Proverbs 16 25. There is a way which seems right. Seems right is different from is right. There is a way which seems right unto a man, but the end thereof, what's that? The ways of death. Say with me too. Wait. Wait. Pro, uh, Psalm 37 34. Wait on the Lord. And keep his way. He shall exalt you. How many of you want God to exalt you? How many of you want God to promote you? What's your part? Wait. Wait. Pray. Listen. Meditate. Wait on the Lord and keep his way. He shall exalt you to inherit the land. When the wicked are cut off, you shall see it. God says, I will surely give you the results. You shall see them. Amen. Don't take it lightly. Number three, say with me, trust. One more time, trust. Psalm 32 verse 8, I will trust you and teach you in the way which you shall go. That's God's promise to us. I will guide you with my eyes. That's God's promise to us. And Psalm 37 verse 23, Psalm 37 23, the steps of a good man are ordered, ordered by the Lord, ordered And he delights in his way. God delights in your way. Why? Because you're obeying him. You're following him. That's the way of prosperity. Finally, be active all the way. Say with me, be active all the way. I told you wisdom is in the process. Okay? So let's look at Proverbs chapter 1, verse 20 and 21. Proverbs chapter 1, verse 20 and 21. I'm giving you the features, the characteristics, the nature of wisdom. So when it comes, you can discern it. Okay? So wisdom cries aloud where? Where? In the street. The Amplified Bible says in the markets, in the places where there's a lot of people, where there are a lot of people. In the streets, where there are people. Okay, she raises her voice in the markets, markets. She cries at the head of the noisy intercessions, noisy intercessions in the chief gathering places. This is the Amplify. At the entrance of the city gates. So what's this? Where's wisdom? Where there are people. Where's wisdom? Where there are activities. Where there are activities. You can't find wisdom rocking in a chair. You won't need wisdom watching TV. Wisdom is found where you are serving God. Wisdom is found where you are serving him. Say to the person next to you, serve. Serve. So don't just focus on your own business. And then just pray and ask God to bless you and forget all your services unto the Lord. How can he bless you when you don't even bless him and you don't even bless your church? You're doing nothing in church. How can he bless you? It doesn't make sense. He blesses those who bless him. And those who rise up early, he will bless him. He blesses those who are in the marketplaces, who are in 
the city gates, who are witnessing to people, who are serving people. Can we say amen? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Every eye closed, every head bowed. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. If you're here this morning and you have not given your life to the Lord Jesus Christ, I want to give you this opportunity to say, yes, Lord, I want you. Anybody here who is not a Christian yet, who is not yet born again? Okay, so everyone is. So if you are watching, you're watching at home and you're not yet born again, give your life to the Lord Jesus Christ. And then wisdom will come to you. And my other auto call is, how many of you here, you're crying out for wisdom? And you want wisdom. If you can stand up and show the Lord that you mean business with him. I want divine wisdom.